Welcome to Car Talk Sunday Kickback. I'm Matty J online with Alum Riz and Adrian D. What's going on, guys? What's up, Matty? What's going on? NM, NM, NM to all three of you. Again, being the Sunday show, it's a bit, uh, we, we have you know, various topics which we talk about, which we'll get into car updates. We'll get into our plan for the show, what, what we're planning on, on doing as our, as our next uh, bit of fun. But also, um, we've got Car of the Week, which is my favourite segment, where we all pit each other again, pit, pit against each other to see who's got the best car for under ten thousand dollars. Which gets heated, it gets fun, it gets interesting. But we'll begin with some car updates. Alan, you've had an interesting weekend, by the sounds of it. Well, yes, once again, uh, not well. Part of car updates. So, as you know, I uh, am I've been bitten by the bug to buy an R thirty one. Um. <laughs> And there was one on Scumtree I ended up finding. The gentleman wanted a 6900 for it. Realistically, the car was only worth about five. Uh-huh. And um, I ended up just throwing an offer of five using the website, and he didn't yeah. respond. And uh, and I was like, well, that was a mistake. I probably should have called him first. Yeah. Uh, but now if I call him, he'll know it's me in case he's insulted by the offer, which some people may be. Um, so... I ended up having Daniel use his white man voice to call. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. So I was like, just, just if you can see what he wants to sell it for, if like the lowest he'll be able to, see, he, he'll take for it. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> and then it was like, well, you know, if 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 he accepts the offer, like you gotta have the money ready. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll steal the money. Don't you worry. Um, but unfortunately, the reason why he wasn't responding, uh, I don't know why the ad's still up. It's allegedly got sold, and oh, okay. um, he he wouldn't say how much it was sold for. And I feel it was somewhere probably below six. Yeah. Um, somewhere between five and six. And I'm like, hey, I would have put down if the car was as clean as it looked in the pictures. Um, so, you know, it was kind of taken away, the one car I wanted to put the offer on. Um, there's another that's still available, but the gentleman expects somewhere in the range of um, nine grand for it. Like with a with a roadworthy and stuff, it's 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 one that's like been like a daily driver. But again, I don't think that car is worth any more than six. Yeah. But what a person thinks the car is worth, and they know what they got, you know, as they say yeah. as many they times. Um, it's always a difficult thing. So I don't know how to approach that. I think I'm going to have to elicit the uh, services of another white man um, to kind of call this guy up and uh, you know talk him down, and then I'll go in uh, after somebody's talked shit about the car so that I can be like the the nice guy. There's different techniques to do it, as I've learned from some hustlers. You send one person in to really like neg the car and like be like, "Oh, this is a piece of shit. It's not worth four grand." And you go in afterwards. You're like, "Oh yeah, I know it's got a few issues." And then you sneak in with a slightly better offer, and yeah, you walk <laughs> away. True. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I'm just saying it's I've seen it done before. Um, <laughs> so I the, one somebody... the one and only hustler would only think of that, isn't that right, Riz? Look. I can't even, I can't even get close to that thinking point of view. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the only true hustlers can get in and know how to, how to make sure that the negotiations are done to their benefit. Sometimes he's gotta, he's gotta work hard, and you know, if you want what you want, you gotta take it from the world. No, I've got no idea if it'll work, but uh, I'm still on, I'm still on the lookout. That's the main thing. Um, unfortunately, there's some sad news with Daniel Skyline. Oh, no. uh, as we knew, like it wasn't in the best nick, particularly when you open the bonnet and the rocker cover 
says Holden rather than Nissen. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's the same engine, but still, you know somebody's been meddling around with it. Um, so this was the second weekend that they tried to get it started. I was present this time. I ended up uh, slicing my hand up a little bit. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge Daniel for that little cut here, as you can <laughs> see at the bottom. I won't charge him for my sliced up thumb. That was done at home. But anyway, um, we, uh, we, they had a, fam- a family friend come over and he alleged that the car was out of, um, uh, out of time or out of timing, you know? And I was like, I asked a legitimate question. I said, is this car, like, is the RB30 an interference or a non-interference engine? And that can tell you a reasonable amount. Yeah. Because the gentleman that was helping out claimed, like, it was well out of time. Like, well out of timing. Like, you're talking like the, the cam was, like, spun basically 180 degrees in the opposite kind of direction. That's how badly it had kind of skipped teeth, allegedly. And, and they laughed at me. They're like, oh, no, it's an interference engine. Why would you ask that something like stupid? And I was like, well, if that's the case, then the fact that you've been trying to crank this car this entire time would do more damage. The valves, well, the valves not have smashed into the piston and, um, pistons by now and like kind of bent something. Like you would be hearing a lot of noise. Yeah. If it was that far out of time, turns out the car was totally in time the entire time, and the gentleman just didn't know what he was talking about. But I got laughed at, and I'm like, I'm just trying to help. Um, we ended up putting in new spark plugs, a uh, new distributor. Uh, we got some strong spark. That was all good. We could smell the fuel coming out of the exhaust, so that was all good. Um, like I said, timing to our knowledge was pretty damn good. We also plugged out, uh, pulled out like throttle position sensors and everything else just in case they were holding the car back. But the one thing that we couldn't shake was like, maybe it's not got compression. But that's yeah. like the thing that you know you really don't want to consider. Uh, at least you would hope that the car has compression. And, uh, you know, we, we had to leave it off yesterday evening because um, it started raining, pushed the car back in the garage, left, and then a mechanic friend of Daniel's dad came over today with a compression tester. And, um, yeah, it uh, has, a, yeah, no compression. In so, any cylinder? Uh, I think they're all pretty much gone. Fucking rip. So, so, so the rings are fried. What I assume. Well, yeah, um, it's a thirty-one. What do you expect? Yeah, but the guy said allegedly it was running. Alleg- yeah, okay, okay, okay. Like the guy that I bought the M3 off said, yeah, it's in perfect working order. There's nothing wrong with it. I changed the oil once, and there's knocking because they had the timing chain done on it, and they didn't bother doing the bearings. You can't trust people. Remember that. That's true. That's true. People See, are assholes. That's why I personally am of the one sort of I'll pay a bit extra to at least have a running car that I can then that, test drive. It doesn't, again, it doesn't no. help. Again, it doesn't help, but I'm less likely to have a car that's completely now with a condemned engine, at least for the get-go. For the get-go. So, so what's his plan? Like He's going to find a record motor and pop, pop it in? or? Well, he's, he's in two minds about it. One mind is just, you can get a rebuild kit for like 1200 bucks for the engine. It just obviously then we would have to do the work ourselves. Yeah, but I'm wait, like, yeah. Wait, I've got a question. Yes. Why don't you offer him a lot less than he purchased it for? Well, that's where we get into the second part. The second part <laughs> of the minister says I should, he should sell it um, and just yeah, move it along, take the loss and start again. But because the body wasn't straight, but the thing he had gone for it was like allegedly the engine was all right. 
But now he's kind of concerned that if he does get the engine working, the gearbox is probably going to be gone to shit too. Like, uh, the you know the fact that the guy was obviously misled in the sale post, um, and when he was talking to him, researching the car, it's not exactly trustworthy. So if he does start putting money into it, is every single thing he's going to be working on kind of going to be like broken? Well, um, it's one of like those it, things that you need to ask yourself, or he needs to ask himself: Is he attached to this car, or is he just attached to the name of the car? Because if he's attached to this car, then you spend the money, you get it up and running, you do what you need to to actually have that car Mickey Mouse. But mm. if he just wants a Skyline Thirty One, then maybe he should look at actually getting rid of this one and buying something in a lot better condition. Because he, he had um, another, he had an R31 as his first car. It was a wagon as well. And that thing, it, I believe it, it came with a blown auto box and him and his dad fixed it and that's how he got on the road. It was like a, a, I think a $400 car roll up uh, with yeah, the time he had it for. Is, and that's probably, is, like this, and this is a new one, so like the, I feel he could probably, he did name it his uh, his missus ended up naming it to Loris, um, so I don't know. He might yeah, he might start that attachment. This is not a car that just has a gearbox issue. It's like there's a gearbox, there's the engine, and there's everything else that could go wrong with it. But yeah. having said that, having said that, I think. Well, here's my first question: Did he spend more than five hundred dollars on the car? Yes. Did he spend he more than thousand dollars on the car? Yeah, he got it for twelve hundred. Okay. My next point of my next question is did he in the pictures did, did it say hold it on the rocker cover when he bought the car? I don't know. Because, I, I do not know. Because it could have been swapped out. Like I think what could have happened here is the the previous owner picked that up picked that car up with a good motor and said, Alright, well, I want to put that good motor in my silhouette and whatever motor was in the silhouette was was buggered to crap and popped it in that. And you know, yeah, said, "Oh, the, the starter motor is not starting the car." You know, and you know, says, "Was running the other thing, But uh, the other thing going on to what you're saying, Maddie, as well is the other thing that he could have done is bought it when it had the good motor, absolutely thrashed the absolute shit out of it, and then went, "Oh, okay, the engine's dead in it," and swapped in whatever he had lying around, because that's <laughs> the equivalent of what happened to the Falcon. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, this is, this is what, this is what can happen, yeah. But like, look, a third, an RB thirty, you can get them for next to nothing, really. Like, they're, they're not, they're not a super duper expensive engine in factory form. Like, they, you can get them for a few hundred bucks, provided you can find one that's so that's in good order. Like, I reckon the best one in the country with like you know low miles would be, you know, a thousand bucks, if that. Hmm. And then it, it'd be like a day's job to pull the old one up, the new one in, and at least you know you'll have a running like. A, a good running car, so yeah. I think you know you can't instantly say, okay, well the gearbox is stuffed and this is stuffed and that's stuffed without knowing, really. Without without knowing, yeah, it's just does he want to go down that rabbit hole? Because his idea was the the reason why he bought the car, like he did uh, with that, I guess ideology was he'd have it running with just a starter motor and a couple of extra things, and then he could have it like that um, over time, and then just start putting small amounts of money in uh, rather than immediately start with a new engine and everything else. Because um, he's got some uh, he's got some connections that can give him 
do some rebuilding services uh, for cheaper than retail. So he's uh, he's got a couple options like that as well that he can go into. It's just he's not sure at this point of uh, what he wants to do. But because um, they checked the registration of the car itself. Yeah. The registration um, hadn't been expired for much more than a year. So, like, if the car's been kind of busted up and broken the entire time, it would make no sense to, like, be registered. It was, like, sitting for, like, three, four years or something. Like, well, it makes it makes more sense that the car was probably running up until a little bit over a year, like, that point. And that's kind of when something might have happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, if, if, if the engine's <coughs> like the mechanic friend said it is, now look, I'm looking at a I'm looking at an engine right now on on eBay, uh, and it says here um, compression tested, three months warranty, um, sold as a long bear motor, series one and series two engines available. Uh, it's you know, okay, it's it's in Lonsdale, South Australia, but it's six hundred fifty bucks, and you can and you can put an offer in on it. Mm. So yeah, but you can't trust those engines, man. Well, especially with, being that, with a three month warranty. That, yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I'm very skeptical with that. Well, here's the thing: he wants a project car. A project car is—it's a project car. It's—it's it's supposed to be broken 95% of the time, really, until yeah. you actually, you know, until you actually fix it, you know, properly. And you know, it's—it's it's part of the process. You, okay, I think he spent probably a little bit too much on a car that wasn't running. But yeah. you know, here's your chance to say, okay. Well, I've got this car now. If the if the body's okay, it's not the straightest thing in the world, but it's there's no there's no rust in it, and it'll be a good driver. Pop a motor in it. Um, they're pretty cheap. You can do it over a weekend. You know that way you can you can you can give it a good service. Put a timing belt on it. You know, um, new water pump. Make sure it's all Mickey Mouse. Mechanically, she should be good. I think I think that's the way I think that's the way he should go about it. Like I, I don't think he should just be like, oh no, it's too hard now, and sell the car for like a lot less than he paid for because he's. Because he, 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 he won't he won't get his money back. No, he, he won't get the money back. Not, not yeah, for that. Yeah, but that's because he purchased the wrong car from the start because he was deceived. So like, I wouldn't say deceived. Gonna... I, I I would never say deceived on on a, on, a, on a car purchase. You, you you walk in knowing what you what you're going to get. No, you're not. Because the same thing happened to me. I looked at this car. It was always serviced at BMW Doncaster. The car was immaculate. It had 150,000 Ks and three owners. And I'm like. Oh, okay. And it had the rod bearing issue fixed uh, when they had the warranty thing. Then I buy this car and the owner doesn't bother telling me what he's done to the car, which is the timing chain for the oil pump died. So I buy the car, they throw some thick ass oil in it. And then when I put the correct oil into it, bang, got rod knocked. The same thing would have been with this guy. He knew what he had. He knew what he'd done. He deceived this guy because he wants to get rid of the car, and now he's stuffed. Well, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, again, Adrian and and with um with you know Daniel and and like I've done it too. Like I've you know I've I've bought things and, and they've been complete pieces of shit. And I'll be like, you know what, this is you it, know, it, it, unfortunately, it happens because it happens. People, as I said, are yeah. assholes. Well, it's not it's not going to yeah, do with it assholes. It's 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 the whole no. thing of buyer buyer beware, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, personal no, responsibility it's, I'm saying it. it's just about honesty. That's where they're assholes because they're not honest. If you're oh. honest with someone and you say, look, I've got this car. This is the issue with it. Come and grab it. Yeah, okay, you won't get 1200 bucks. You'll probably get you know, 800 something like that. But someone will still buy it because they've got an engine sitting there. 
not you have someone's hopes get up because it's like, oh, could be something small, but you know that it's something a lot bigger. Well, what if you didn't know? Yeah, this uh, look. It's like you know we go to like we go to Shannon's auctions quite a bit, yeah. and when they sell a car over there, it says buyer be aware. Like yeah, but that's could, that's that's could, auctions though. This is from someone. It's, who it's had, the same thing. It, no, it's, it's the same, same thing. principle same because thing. they're selling someone's car. Not the guys at the auctions are selling on someone's behalf, right? So it's uh, unfortunately it's buyer be aware. People can do. Um, red book inspections, RACV inspections, what, take it to the local mechanic, take it to someone that knows those cars, take them with them when they go look for a car. There's a few options, and unfortunately, you, you can't trust who you're buying it off. A lot of the times, they may not know themselves what's wrong yeah, with it. Exactly. Or if they do know, then some people are honest, and they will say, like, the, like my car of the week, um, which you'll see what I mean when I when I sort of send it to you guys. Some people are honest and they say this is what I think is wrong with it. Um, other people may not know or may not want to disclose it, but buyers have to sort of take that into their own hands and do their own research. Unfortunately, well, this is what happened. This is what happened with my brother when he bought his his last Forester, the one I the one I own now. You know, he got it. He got it inspected by the RACV. You know, like everybody, like you know, had a good look at the car, made sure it was fine. They're like, yep, the, the car's fine. You know, it needs a couple of little things, but but engine-wise, it, it seems to be okay. Um, so he, he's loving life. He's driving for the first, you know, three, four weeks. And he's like, oh, I'm taking it to the snow. Goes to the snow, and he's halfway there, and the engine starts to overheat. It did the head gasket. Mm. Um, yeah, so the, that's the, different, though. No, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, no, How long was he driving the car for? How long was he driving the car for before he, he went to the snow? Oh, like three weeks. Not even that. I think it was like two and a half weeks. Okay. And then he went there. He went there. Um, he got it. He got it back home. My mechanic looks at it. He's like, yeah, it's it's got a, it's got a head gasket issue. Um, but yeah. my brother, the thing is, he, he was smart. He's like, well, because he bought it from a dealer. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna put insure. I'm gonna put um a warranty on it, and yep. got got most of that money back. You know, for for the head gasket issue. Actually. Funnily enough that you say that, because that's the same thing that happened with my Verada when I first got it. So okay. we had the the auto trans. Those auto trans is renowned because the way that their transmissions work is not like a normal one where it's got a, it's like a big ring, um, like spring washer. And when you go into reverse, it applies pressure. And then that's the way that it goes into reverse. Yep. It's a weird design. And... I got the trans checked. It was like two weeks after, and that transmission was gone. So mm-hmm. then, um, like you could see chunks of that thing are coming out. So then that's when we went back to the place we bought it from because we got warranty with them, and then they fixed it. Unfortunately, th- this the way that I think about it is there's certain ways when you're looking at cars where you're buying from with what way to buy when you're buying either the the skyline that daniel bought or you know my m3 when you got stuff like that you really trust the person you're purchasing it off because they know what they've got so they shouldn't be deceiving you with the way that oh the car works fine the car's perfect or it's this or it's that it's not very it's not the right thing to do 
No, it's not. Look, it's not the right thing to do. But again, in some instances, it might. They mightn't have any idea about the car that was wrong with it. You know, and and it's yeah. and yeah, you know, like and look, I, I don't know, I don't know if, he, if the guy was honest or not. Like that's 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 not up for me to judge. However, sometimes you know, it sometimes you could, you could sell something and it'd be working perfectly. Like we we sold our eighty nine Laser years ago, um, and you had the head gasket redone and, and everything. And and um, Ratna actually he sold it for us. It's like oh, I've got a young kid he's interested in in your old Laser. We're like, yeah, we sold it for a thousand bucks. The Monday of the, because he bought it on the Friday, the Monday it comes back, the car's puffing smoke. It, it, the, the kid took it to the city and blew it up, essentially. Like he, he drove, drove the nuts off the thing. And it's like, and pretty much was going off at, going off at uh, Ratna saying, you sold me a bucket of shit. He's like, no, this car was fine when I, when, when they sold it to you. We go back there and, he, and he, like my dad's like, what the hell did you do to the car? Why is it puffing so much smoke? He's like, well, we just we just drove it to the city and we drove it home and then it started doing this. He's like, no, that, it wouldn't happen like that. You 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 know, the car had a pretty much a freshly rebuilt motor. How can you how can that happen? So um so they came to an agreement and and the guy got some of his money back and gave us the car back and then we we put a new motor in it and yeah and we sold it off again. The, the issue was, you know, we had even the mechanic said this, this car, the car was good, you know, and and then they took it, they took it for two days, and then they, then they complained us. So like we didn't have to give them back the money. Like we, I think we gave them uh, like eighty percent of the money back because we're like, well, you know, you bought the car. This is not kind of fair on us now. We're now we're taking a car back. Um, so you know, yeah, it, it depends on. There's a lot to depend on, and that's what I'm saying is, it's it's hard. It's it's hard to say it's, who it's was hard to the make car. it's hard to make a definitive kind of point about was it a scam was it you know what I think if the guy for the fact Look, that he owned several skylines that's what I'm he, saying and he was working he on skyline it seemed it seemed he would probably yeah. know what was up but that's what the second I'm side is I think as as Matt said personal responsibility if you're going to buy a car that's not running in the back of your mind you know that one of the ultimate reasons it could be not running. It's because there's no compression. Yeah, yeah, it could be one of the a number. Of it, could, it could be one of the bigger issues uh, at hand. That, that's what, what you I'm don't want. But it you, could you be. You really gotta look. You really gotta look at who you're buying from in the first place. Because if you're buying from someone that actually knows the cars, then you, you shouldn't really be worrying about. Oh, okay, they're lying to me. But if you're buying from like Joe Blow down the street that he doesn't know what's happening. Then that's a completely different story. But that, but that's again, you could be buying from uh, old mate Lisa, who's who's got no idea about cars, but she's had her car, and she's like, "Yeah, look, it's my car. I drive it. I don't know much about it. You know, it, it, it yeah. is it is what it is." The, the same rule applies. Like you know, it, it it doesn't matter who's selling the car. It, it it's it's on it's it's the onus is on the buyer to to make to make that call. Now Daniel, he's like he's like, "Look, I'm buying a car that's that's currently not running. It was said it was running." I, you know, you can't prove that. You cannot prove yes or no about about that point. That is, that's the biggest issue here. You, you can't and say he took the risk. He took the risk, and at the end of the day, look, that risk in terms of mechanically hasn't paid off. However, he's still got a car that that's it's still a car. All he has to do is put another motor in it, and you know, like again, those motors are pretty cheap. But this is also a golden opportunity for him to say, okay, well, this is going to be definitely my project car. If I really want to make this a fun car, I can probably I can look at probably getting an RB25 or, or, or something interesting and popping it in. Well, well, this is this is my golden this is my golden opportunity to, to do it, essentially. So it's not it's it's not all it's not all doom and gloom. I think this is a this is a good opportunity for him. I think this this is like if anything, he'd be like, okay, now I know that this engine's toast. I can find a good engine 
whether it be an RB30, whether it be a, you know, a, a 25, <laughs> whether it be whatever it is, you know, I mean, I mean he, he would have had to have gone into this knowing, okay, the guy said the Sardamon is wrong, but I guarantee there'd be more, there'd be more shit wrong with this car. I'm, I'm, I'm going into this with that open mind. If you go into it with like, oh, it's just the Sardamon, it should be fine. And not having that, not having that thing in the back of your head. Like, I, I, like for me, if, if that was the case, I would have, I would have, I, I don't even know what I would have done, you know. And and the, and it's a bit hard to to turn a car over, especially if it's got no compression and and the and the starter motor is not working. Sorry, the, the starter motor is not working. You can't really turn the motor and you can't check for compression. So, you know, it's again, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a risk there, element. But like I, again, I think this is a good opportunity for him. I think this is. I don't think this is. I don't think this is a bad thing. I, I think you know, you know, if, if you're planning on having bringing a car back from the dead that's been sitting there for a while, it takes more than a tune-up and, and an oil change to to put a car back on the road. You know, with the LTD, it's, it was sitting there for like over ten years. I had to cut some. I had to cut some rust out. I had to. I had to do a, fix up a couple of leaks, some ball joints, and and the rear muffler, and a few other you know little bits and bobs before I got it back on the road. You know, and. Um, I mean, the, the guy. I mean, the guy I got it from was was my brother's girlfriend's dad, and I'm like to him, "Does the car run?" He's like, "Yes, it definitely runs. I know it runs." He's like, "I was even when the car was out of registration, I was still starting it. It was still running." He's like, "My hand on heart, I will tell you if it. it, it I'll tell you it runs." And I like I was skeptical. I was actually going into this being like, "Okay, Barriswap, here we go. This is this is this engine's already already toast." I kid you not. I I hooked up the I hooked up the like um the jumper leads to to the car first crank it started and i was like okay well that's that's a good that's a good sign yes it sounded very um very uh, uh liftery because it had it has had no oil pressure in it and oil in it for forever um but you know it was like okay this is a good start at least i've got something to work with here however with with um with daniel i think he's got a great opportunity alan like i reckon this is i reckon this is not a bad thing and i i think you should tell that to him i'm like you know this is this is a chance for you if this is your project car this is it's your time to make it what you want to make it I, I said that to him. I said, "Look, like I can lend you a hand because, like, his dad is—he's knowledgeable, but his dad is old, and like his hands aren't as you know strong as they used to be. So it's very much he tells us like do this, and we'll usually, you know, get it. Like uh, in terms of the whole towing and stuff, like he was—he was trying to help out and like you know hook the uh, the trailer up and stuff. Like John, just you say what needs to be done, and we'll just do it. And that's the main thing. I was like, I can lend a hand, you know. I know how to turn wrenches." Um, and you know, I can talk some stuff down. Um, so if you want to do the rebuild, I'm like, it'll take us a weekend to get the engine disassembled. And I take a weekend to get it assembled. Cause we're not the knowledgeable people will take us, you know, the Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, and, uh, we'll do it. Like I was like, you can buy the rebuild kit now from eBay, including pistons for 1200. Um, and we'll get it, you know, we'll get it back to going. Like you might need to get the, uh, the balls honed just a little bit, but apart from that, I think it should be pretty sweet. Um, but he's like, he still hasn't decided kind of what he, what he wants to do. Cause he, he, I guess for him, he was like, okay, the body's not straight. I can kind of, uh, work on that a little bit and hopefully the engine's okay. I guess having that double kind of situation where like, he's not sure about the car mechanically at all now. And the body's not exactly in the greatest condition. He's kind of, I think, a little demoralized. I reckon he'll get back um, into his stride eventually. It's just, yeah, like I'm like, I'm not gonna push him one way or the other. It's not my car. Yeah. It's not my money. Um, but I've said like, if you if you want to work on it, I'll be there to help. Like that's the one thing I can offer. Um, and you know, as a, as a friend, that's the one thing I'll do. Look, I, I just think, I just think, um, you know, 
it's like yeah it, it's it's crap it's crap to cop that you know and but 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 this is what happens when you when you when you're getting into the unknown yeah. so and, and you know like I, I personally think a rebuild kit for that engine if especially if it's something even the original motor you can get one that's got three months warranty if it's got good compression you know chuck it in there you you know shoot you know 650 bucks you can do it over a weekend i'll even come and give you guys a hand like you know i'm i'm, I'm more than happy to do it and and like I guarantee you the first turn of the key and you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be really happy and you know, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll all be worth it. And you know, I, I remember when I, I was so skeptical, you know, starting that LTD for the first time, I was like, Oh, I don't even know if this is going to do anything. I had a smile on my face. I'm like, I couldn't believe it ran. So, you know, this is, I reckon this is a good opportunity for, um, for, for Daniel. Look, we got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Car Talk Center Kickback. So yes, before the break, we we're talking with Alan just about Daniel's current predicament with his his R thirty one. What about what else is happening in car updates wise with you guys, Riz? Um, nothing much. Uh, with my Serato, I last couple of weeks I've developed an interest in um, I don't know. I just don't see many S fifteens anymore on the road. Yeah. And, they used to be good cars. I, I I don't know. It's like, for whatever reason, I mean, I'm not in a position to buy anything like that, but I'd love like a, a JDM sort of import in good condition, but not seeing too many around. And last time I checked, car sales had about 10 of them in Victoria or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just a bit sad to see not enough JDM cars in good nick running around anymore. Yeah, especially classic imports like the likes of Supras and the S15s, 180s. Um, I guess we've spoken about Skylines. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's just just my my thoughts on what's happening. No, well, you know, you bring up a good point there, is because like a lot of these cars were were you know, bought by younger guys or girls, and they were just thrashed, like they were just annihilated. Um, and they were riced out and they were destroyed and uh, it's, it's hard. And then a lot of them got stolen and crashed and especially S chassis are the most like drifted bloody, you know, uh, molested car that is on the face of the earth. I am having some massive buyer's remorse, a massive buyer's remorse because I was just looking up 200 SXs instead. And when I bought the Rexy, I could have also gotten a 200SX for the same price, roughly. Yeah. Uh, the only issue was, I forget mm. which insurance company it was, it would not insure me unless I was over 35. Uh, what? But, oh. yeah. But, but, like, I'm just looking at, there's seven 200SXs available on car sales right now. The cheapest is 23 grand. What, S15? Yeah. There were a couple of Ortec ones running around the, you know, the, the convertible thingies. Oh, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a couple don't... of them running around automatic, but they're just, it's not the same. It's not. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on. And I guess it'd be good to talk to someone who deals with importing some of these because imagine getting, you know, one of those cars from that era, around 15 grand compliance. And if it has 60, 70,000 Ks, 
by some luck and it hasn't been trashed, that would still be a good buy. You know, it's some of those dream cars that we sort of grew up with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's this one, there's this S14 Series 1 on, um, on car sales for 16 and a half. And it's mm. 200 SX. It's a Australian delivered car, turbo, um, with, you know, with, with all, all the fruits in it. A nice mm-hmm. car. It, it's, he's had it since, uh, it's done how many, how many Ks? 100 and, 209,000 and he's put 70,000 Ks on it and he's owned it since 2002. So, okay. Yeah. I, like, I think, you know, like if, for a beginner's like kind of one, and it's it's all original except for like a sound system. We just got like a sub and, yeah. an amp and, a, and, and a head unit. It's even got the factory wheels. I think you know something like that is what you can look forward to. But price wise, if you want to get one, you got to get one now because all this all this um the gold. I say the gold era Japanese stuff is just going through the roof. You, you just not yeah, yeah, it's like the fact that my Rexy has gone down in value, and I could have had oh, it hurts when you think about it. Uh, I could have never gone on the car adventures that I probably did. Uh, yeah. just a two door, given that I like to carry my friends around. Yeah. Um, but you know, I could have done some Tokyo drifting. <laughs> but yeah, that's sort of that's sort of what I've been thinking about from a car point of view in the last couple of weeks, trying to see if you know can potentially think about in the next couple of years getting something like that. But and then I looked at the Evos and. They're expensive. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're talking like mid-20s up to early 30s for some for something reasonable, which is not too bad. But, yeah, it's not the S15s or the um, even the S13s. You know, some of those initial D cars. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, um, just a bit sad to see. And it would be good if, you know, if, they, if there are any importers out there that would just that would be able to source cars like that um, for around fifteen to twenty grand. It, it, yeah, because those cars are not going to lose much in value. Because the other thing I've noticed is it's been nearly ten years since the eighty six came out. Yeah, and and because there's a lot of that stock, that's what P players are after now. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, what, what you players? Yeah, you go. Yeah, I just say you want buyer's remorse. When I purchased the Chaser for an extra ten grand, I could have had a thirty-three GDR. Hmm. Mm. How I regret not getting that thirty-three. Because <sighs> right now, thirty-three GDRs are up to forty grand. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, maybe the thirty-three GTR would have been stolen for reals. So, <laughs> yeah, I keep saying that to myself, but I would have put a proper alarm in that thing straight yeah. away. You know it's what? They're just like, ah, it's such a shit time, like overall, to try and oh, it is get a car. It is ridiculous to have something nice because you can't. Because if somebody sees that you have it, they'll come and take it. And you, as a person, you can't do shit because if you touch them, they can sue you. No, I think I think the biggest issue is here now. It's like the fact that these cars are getting to twenty five years old, and the fact that we grew up with these cars, yeah. and and the fact that America can get a lot of these cars now. You know, I remember my friend uh, through work, uh, Drew. He had a he had a really lovely S fifteen, 
he imported it. He was the first owner in Australia. He, he got it imported um, from Japan to Australia. Uh, you know, had a, had the, just the right mods. Had a nice set of wheels and you know, intercooler turbo. You know, making two hundred kilowatts. It was nothing special, but it, it was a great. It was in, in you know, in half decent nick. And I remember he couldn't he couldn't give it away, so he he, he sold it to his mate for ten grand. And this was like not a, this was probably two and a half years ago. Uh, and now that car, well, the cheapest one online, you know, it's you know, $19,000 in terms of S15. Mm. So, I mean, you can't really, you can't put it, we've spoken about this many times in this show. Like we, we can't anticipate what, what's, what's going to go up, but, but at the moment we can, in terms of the Japanese industry, it's, it's all those late, you know, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, so, so late late eighties, nineties, and two thousands Japanese golden era uh, of mm. uh, performance. They're all just anything, anything, anything that's rear wheel drive or all wheel drive, anything that's turbo, like you know, yeah. got that combination of things. It's golden. Which is the question is that do, uh, do you, you know, for example, if we put fifteen grand into something now, let's say if you can get an S fifteen compliance in Victoria for fifteen grand. It's good. Would that, you know, it, there's, I believe that, you know, it can't really go down from there as long as it doesn't get stolen. And then you sort of insure it for that. But I don't think it can go, you, you won't lose money, I suspect. No, I mean, they've hit their bottom dollar and they're already on the way up. Like, you, you, where, where you'd buy one now, you'd be catching them on their way up. Like, as I said, the cheapest one, the cheapest, you know, S15s uh, was a 19 grand on, on online, you know, so... At that at that point in time, mm. it's you know they've they've hit their bottom dollar and now they're they're, they're skyrocketing back up. So if you want to catch that train, you know you have to do it now. Again, there's still some cars that that you know that uh, that haven't got that love. For example, like like a 300 ZX, um, you know mm. Z32. I mean uh, they copped a lot of hate because they were hard to work on, but they're still a great car to drive and and you know and they're they're fun, and you can get them fine to ten grand and. You know, like it's like those underappreciated ones are the ones that people are gonna be like, hey, I forgot about those because like cars like S15s and GDR Supers forget about it. RX7s forget about it. They're like they're they're in the hundred grand now, which is just insane. I don't get it. I don't get mm. it. But like you know, you're thinking just thinking a little bit outside the box, for example, like with a 300 ZX or, or or even like a um like a Subaru SVX or. Uh, so yeah, like a Sora, no, like I, I could, you know, like like a, a really well cared for, you know, if you can find a twin turbo Sora, you, you'd you'd be you'd be doing alright. You you want you're not going to lose with these cars. You're not going to lose money if you buy them now. Mm. You know, they're 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 on the um they're on the up. So I think at the end of the day, I think it's if you're going to get one, you got to get one now. Otherwise, you just you're just going to miss that train. Mm. Like and now because I was quite down to get a brand new car. Um, and possibly get rid of the Rexy. But I just recently, I think it was yesterday, I went and checked Rexy prices on uh, car sales and stuff. They seem to have kind of plateaued at their bottom. Mm-hmm. Even the higher kilometer ones, they're still sitting at that kind of seven grand uh, mark. Yeah. Because I was under the influence, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I think my Rexy's only worth about four and a half to five. But people don't seem to be pricing them any lower than, you know, that seven-ish point. So I'm like, is this now the bottom point for the my, like my generation of Rexies? Because the GC8s and stuff, you can't really touch them. They've, uh, they've become, they've begun their ascension. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm like, you know, is uh, is it next time for the bug eyes and the blob eyes? Uh, in which case, I should just probably just hold on to my car. No, I, I think you should. Like, it's at the end of the day, you know, like I mean, you you had it, you spent a bit of money to get it to get it pretty much like mechanically perfect now. So yeah. You may as you may as well just keep it in and enjoy it. You know, you're not going to lose any more money on it. Like it's hit, it's hit its bottom dollar, and this this is why I think when when buying cars, especially like you know thinking of a thing for like future collectors and stuff like trying to buy them at their bottom dollar and and taking that risk like i did that i did that with my typhoon i bought it at the yeah. cheapest price it's going to get and I, i've made money on it like i haven't in you know I've, I've put thirty thousand k's on it since i've owned it and i could sell it for more than i paid for it you know what i mean so which which is which is a good thing like i i've like you know it's at its bottom dollar i'll get it i'll get in while i can uh and i and i, I think you should i think you should you, you know if you guys can get into something now and the good thing with those, with those like you know three hundreds and whatever they are, you're looking at, they're they're twenty five years old, man. Like you can get them on a club bridge and and just have, you can have a sick car. And people are like, damn, that's that's a cool car. Like that's that's pretty sick. Mm. Adrian, updates with you before you move on. Nothing, nothing at the moment that I'm willing to say. Okay, we'll uh, we'll 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 keep that. Uh, We'll, we'll keep that case open for you for in the not too distant future. Hopefully, we'll we'll, dis- we'll discuss uh, that. That's exactly it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. What do we want? To, what part do we want to go on to next? Well, I was going to quickly um just just talk mine, and then we'll get into uh, car of the week, and then you got to go, don't you? So yeah, yeah. Um, car that's for me. So I'm taking the typhoon for a bit of a spin tomorrow, but I'm also going to ceramic coat my Forester. So I bought I bought the stuff Ooh. from work. The, the uh the Maguire's um the, the Maguire's I want to try that one the ceramic wax yeah ceramic wax you spray on a new Which high hold on. the blue Is one that the blue bottle okay. oh okay you I thought you were gonna go full full ceramic coat like yeah with a little block and the wipe it no, down you waited you, you should have waited because okay. I would have told you that they've just brought out a green wipe on bottle it's like a tube oh yeah um. I don't know. I don't know if you've got it at your work just yet. I know we got it. Yeah, but it's like it's called ceramic wax, but it's you apply it with a microfiber cloth, not with the spray. Yeah, w- and that, that lasts. We've got that at work too. That too. one lasts a lot longer than the blue bottle. The blue bottle is more of like a little, uh, like a add-on kind of thing. Okay. But to actually have it where it lasts on there, it's the yellow bottle. I, w- like I will more, say something about the blue bottle. They do tell you to spray and then obviously rinse off as the application method. Yeah. Yeah. But for maximum durability, um, spray and wipe on is actually better. That's uh, yes. an industry secret because obviously That's, it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot more uh, lucrative for them to have you just sprayed on, sprayed off, because yep. one, it won't last as long. Two, you'll be using a lot more of it. See, it's and, funny that you actually say that because my rep from Maguire is that comes in. He tells us you spray it on when the um, car's wet and then you wipe it off with like the big green sucker or anything equivalent. Yeah. So I did that with the laser. I did that ages ago with that same, that same product. I, um, I, I sprayed it. I, I washed the car, um, made sure it was wet, sprayed it all over it. Then, then just chamois it with a, um, with a uh, microfiber cloth. And it's been on there for, you know, close to two months now and it's still beating like a mofo, which is pretty damn good. Um, but like I was reading the bottle today, and it was it was like, oh, you, you should high pressure hose it off. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should do that, like because it'll just be pushing a lot of it off, right? No, no, no. All you do is you get the big green sucker after you spray it on, 
Yep. And then you rub into you rub it into each corner of the car. Yep. First time you go and apply it, apply I'd say apply it at least two to three times. Yep. Because that there will give you your proper coating to start off with. Yep. And then every time you wash the car, just put an extra coat on. Okay. I, cool. I did something real sacrilegious. I um I did the, the Total Wax hybrid seal and shine, which is also which has got that PTFE goodness in it. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, that's been touted as one of the best. So I did that as my base coat. And then I did the, the spray and uh, rinse application of the Maguire's. Yep. So I was doing like the double uh, the double end combination, quite sacrilegious. Yeah. There's nothing and, wrong with that. It's giving you the better option at the end of it. So. Yeah, and uh, nothing really sticks to the car. I haven't washed it in a couple of weeks because I've been really lazy. But the moment I kind of hose it down with the pressure washer, it's uh, very nice and spick and span. Yeah, like I noticed it with the laser. Like I drove it through mud and all sorts of shit uh, last week, and it's uh, so the, the week before, and it still looks clean. <laughs> like yes, you can see a bit of specks of dirt and stuff in there, but like if I hose it off, it'll be it'll be right. Whereas um with the Forester, like I I drove it last night to Sunbury, and it just got just got munted. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I'm I'm gonna clean it properly. And the, and the, with that blue one, you can apply it to the glass and everything too. Like because it, it obviously yeah. goes. Well, it goes. It says it says apply to all all surfaces, all exterior. Don't surfaces. don't apply it on the grass. Don't do it. The grass. The glass. Sorry. Okay, don't okay. apply it to the glass. Why not? It's not really made to go in there. I know it I, says it, but even Mick um, from Maguire's, he said the same thing. He's like, just don't apply it to the glass. To me, the ultimate thing for glass is always invisible glass. Yes. Well, they they do that, some, some. That or the good old bomb. What? Bong, Bowden Zone Naked Glass. Okay. Bong. The part number's Bong. Yeah, Bowden Zone has some interesting names. They do. Yeah, but they yeah. do. That's, that's what I would do. Okay. Well, um, but give it a shot. Give it a shot because I've heard it does work. I'm well, just very lazy and I can't afford it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to, um, well, I'm, I'm going to do it tomorrow. So, you know, you guys are free. More than welcome to come around and have a look. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to clay bar it, um, and because like, I haven't really given the body any love, I've just just washed it. But I've never, you know, I haven't had the, the time or, or the or the interest. But now I kind of like, you know what? It's getting into the heart of winter now. I want to really just, you know, kind of try save the paint as much as I can. So I'll be doing it that. But anyway, that's pretty much it on my end. Car of the week time. Yes. Uh, yes, it's uh, obviously our favorite time of the week. Adrian, do you want to go first, seeing as you might have to go very soon? Uh yes, yeah I've got two and I don't know which one to do. You got to pick one, Adrian. You got to no. pick one. <sighs> can't allow the... cheating. Double submissions and all that shit. This we can come. Me. We can come back to you. What do you think? All right. All right. I'll go. Um, um, yeah, you I'm go. a ready man. Uh, can you enable screen sharing, please, Matt? I Jay? can. Yes, I can. So we'll start off with you, Alan. Then let me just give me a second. All participants. Uh, you should be right to go now, dude. Excellent. Okay, right on the money of $10,000 dues, I have a 2000 Mazda MX-5 Heritage uh, oh. Series 1. Now, the Heritage, I've only found one other that's uh, listed on car sales, and it's more than this one. Um, the Heritage, I believe, came with a better set of wheels, did leather. Um, leather interior, 
which I'll just show off right here. Wood grain. Look at that wood grain. Um, is that a naughty steering wheel? It is, yeah. And um, I believe upgraded suspension. Um, yes. It's also got very, very low case for, I'd say, this uh, series of cars. And, like, 10,000 does seem like a lot for an MX-5, but when I, I looked around for all standard MX-5s, otherwise, anything that's, like, reasonable is above seven grand anyway. So I think paying the extra three, I mean, you could have always talked to person now, but paying the extra three for a car that's one, a very, very um, limited edition uh, with the added leather and, you know, the wood grain. And look, the the 50-year-old in me really likes the burgundy. I, I agree it's not everyone's kind of cup of tea, like but, there's a, but there is a kind of classic feel to this car. Um, is that an IS-200 behind it? <laughs> Uh, maybe. Hey, don't come on, man. We're paying attention to the MX-5, sorry, not the sorry. not the truck in the background here, not this lady, with the beanie. Um, but a convertible BMW look, too. From from all the pictures, the car looks extremely clean. Does. Um, yeah. Hopefully, they're not misleading pictures. Uh, but you know, I think the interior and everything else seems quite immaculate for its age. You could own it for a couple of years and then throw it on club edge. Yeah, and uh, it'd be uh, it'd be quite a choice automobile. Again, I'm not a big I'm not the biggest fan of MX-5s, but you know something that's nice in a limited edition, yeah. you know, classic cruisy. I think uh, it'd fit the bill nicely. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think that's a good car. What were you saying? Japanese Chris? rear-wheel drive. Yeah, no, I think um, I mean looking at something like that and the discussion we were having earlier about you know Japanese imports sort of becoming so rare. You forget about these little ones, like the 200SX S14 that you sent through, Matty. This yeah. as well, it's in that price bracket, and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool car. Yeah. Like the, the only the, the main regrets are the fact that earlier you could get MX-5 for like two grand. Um, <laughs> you know, so you're not you're not paying that bottom dollar again. But yeah, you know, if you if you get a nice clean example, something a little bit rare and limited, I can I can see it being worth that. I can guarantee awesome. it. Like, I mean, I've driven a Mark One MX Five, like a, like an NA MX Five, and and you know, and they they're brilliant. Like they are just they're as good as everybody says they are. Like they they rev happy. They they handle well. They they're a proper sports car. And you know, mm. I think for ten grand, you're getting something pretty special. There. And I, I I really like it. I'm 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 all all on board the MX Five train, considering that mm. you can't get the turbo ones for. Uh, under fifteen grand anymore, so it's mm. that that'll be your next your next best option. But yeah, very no, cool. Yeah. Good right. car. Oh. All right, you've made me choose my car now. I know which one I'm choosing. Ooh. All right, so uh, she's the script there. Share screen. You can. Yeah. Uh, that one and share. So, Toyota Hilux. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now. This goes back to... Back We're to looking at the bin, yeah? The bin's for sale. Yes, that <laughs> bin. That is... A little, no, it's a doghouse, not a bin. That's the doghouse. It was a doghouse the guy was trying to trade me for my MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. It's the same guy. There's a wheelbarrow in the background too. <laughs> no, this is a Toyota Hilux. With lifted? A, it's lifted. It's got a Chev badge on the front <laughs> for some weird reason. What? I don't understand why. <laughs> but it's got a 357. Well, that's probably why. Ah, okay. Now, he's asking 10 grand. 
But is it engineered? But uh, I don't know. It doesn't say anything about that. But it has twin throttle gas research. I don't know what that is. I'm guessing that means um, it's not like an officially uh, sanctioned kind of gas system for the car. It's supposed to be only used for research purposes, but people keep using them ter- permanently, I believe. Okay. Anyway, it's got American racing wheels, a B&M shifter, t- turbo 400, and a, a three, I'm guessing it's a 3500 stall with a nine inch and a ladder front and rear. Um, he got a canary because of the gas tanks. <laughs> so I'm guessing that it needs to be on fuel instead. But, it's ten grand, and it's a two-door long wheelbase Hilux, which you just don't see anymore. I mean, this and is I think the... what makes this a little bit better is the fact that it's black with sports bars, which is identical to um, Back to the Future car. Yeah, it is. It actually is. Mm. So I really like this. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. But on a completely separate note. <laughs> This is the other car I was going to show. Not that I'm using this. But <laughs> it's an immaculate TM Magna. That's an elite. It's 100, as well. it's a hey, hey, Adrian, can you, can you please show us the rest of the description for the Hilux, please? Uh, hang on. There we go. That is the description. So... Uh, tanks were that was going to fix, and there was a leak in the valve near tanks, and business and kids stopped getting back on road, and has sat there for two years. So that doesn't matter. It's a Hilux. So it's a car that's sat there for two years. There's leaks in the gas system. She'd be right. <laughs> I'm just, just just making sure we've got the full story. That's all. And this By goes back to what we were talking about earlier with, um, and some of the advice that was given some, out to... Some buyer um, beware. Yes. So, we could send Julian to buy this Magna and keep it stored at his house until we're ready to go pick it up. I, I'll tell you what. Like, honestly, that's not a bad price for it. All right, which it's, car are you going to pick? Um, Adrian, you can't... Eyes, uh, you're going with the Hilux that's not yeah. on the road, has been sitting there for two years, has multiple leaks... And as a canary, just yes. just making sure. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's a Hilux. Look, look, you don't the, understand. The... It's a Hilux. <laughs> Riz, take it away, please. Oh, oh no! So, so mine's a bit moderate. It's um, exactly what we've been talking about. Do you trust the seller? Uh, this this is a a Ford Falcon wagon. I can't imagine many sellers uh, selling porky pies when they're selling this. It's <laughs> under a thousand bucks. It's done three hundred thousand Ks. It's in that champagne gold color, original wheels. Um, apparently, the owner's had it for fifteen years, and he's taught four of his kids how to drive in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Someone it, can't it has, keep their legs closed. It has no rips in their seats. Um, but it has a stereo system as well as a tow ball um, with electronic brake control. Um, hey, this is a six-seater. It's got the bench. It's a six-seater. Yeah, it's got oh, the six-seater. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
That's how he taught the four kids. Like, you know, he had the whole family in the car. The whole, oh. the whole probably the dog yeah. in the back as well. They got the, the mesh cage. Yeah. Wait, and... It's on gas, so be cheap to run. Oh, they had to remove the gas system. Oh. Uh, okay. Due oh, to... Pretty, uh, pretty Wow, it has a brake controller in it too. Oh, I like it, Riz. They're even willing yeah. to deliver the car within a 50 kilometer radius <laughs> of uh, Morty Alec. <laughs> the red just, red just running out, and I think. I wonder if he's been towing that caravan with it that's in the background. Yeah, it does say that. And it's only done 300,000 Ks. I mean,. Get, when I say only four thousand bucks, you literally hang on, hang on a second. Hang on, it is it is only three hundred thousand k's. It's an AU. They run to like over you know, over a million k's. Yeah, so I mean, looking at that, it looks pretty clean and it's very yeah, tidy. Thought... Huh? It's very tidy. Like, this is a tidy car. Yeah. So I thought, um, you know, it comes with. Two keys and a remote as well, like with, with the remotes. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I think um, and generally, Moriyali, it's not like buying in Craigieburn or Frankston. <laughs> um, so the guys have got a pretty reasonable. Uh, well, he's selling it for a reason. So I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I really like that. On the outside, it's clean. The guy seems honest in the description. And yeah, I think that's a lot of car for a thousand bucks. Oh, man. even if it doesn't come with a roadworthy. Man, I think I think this will suit our challenge perfectly, Adrian. All right, well now it's top of mine. So I'll get mine up for you guys. I had a choice of two, but we had we, we did a Z31 last week, and but the, the one I had for this one week was a manual, but uh, wasn't as uh, clean. So I've gone for something a bit different. Share my screen with you guys. What I've gone with, we're going back to the 80s. 1986 Toyota Celica SX oh. manual. I love these cars. This has got this nice. has got the um, this has got the uh, the bigger two liter motor, which is which is a three SGE for memory in these. Uh, sporty five speed manual, really tidy, really clean. Oh, far out. It's like it's this thing's immaculate. This is a really nice car. Um, always had a soft spot for these because I remember going in one when I, when I was young and it was it was always a pretty funky looking car pop up up and down headlights I mean you can't really you can't beat that so, that is really good Matty that's that's amazing for you know for, for a car do you reckon it's had a respray well that's what I'm about to get to it's done 200,000 Ks it's four grand so it's an S, uh, ST162 Celica originally bought as a project but interested to move somewhere else body's in good condition with a small bit of uh, clear coat fading uh, on the driver's door fender. Since owning the car, I have done the following. Removed and cleaned the camshafts, cleaned upper side of head, removed intake manifold and acid bath, relocated, um, recoated in silver, removed and repainted Tommy covers and rocker covers, removed dust covers and relocated the exhaust manifold, re- uh, replaced stem seals, front main and uh, crankshaft seals, distributed seals, recovered gaskets, intake manifold. So he's done work to it, like you know, Tevis uh, intermediate gasket, new plugs, new engine mount, He's a, it was a, he was a Toyota mechanic, so it's, it's owned by someone that knows what he's doing around these cars. Uh, all genuine parts. Needs a front engine mount, which he can do for the right price. Um, he's got he's got uh, 
receipts, you know, for, for pretty much everything in the car. So I want to check for specs. I'm pretty sure this is a 3SGE. And it is, yeah, 3SGE TVIS. So it's got 103 kilowatts. And yeah, this was a quick car back in the day. So I think for four grand, you're getting a club regible classic, which is fun to drive. And, you know, and, 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 and I, reckon, I reckon they still look good, like, especially with the, with the, the red Celica across the, um, across the plastic trim next to the pop up, up and down headlights, which is, you know, yeah, it's in really good condition. I, w- I would happily buy this. And I, I think you guys should be after like a, like a classic to, you should consider something like that because that's a cool car. So that's awesome. my pick, guys. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Car Talk. Just during the break, Adrian showed us a picture of a Honda with a sunroof on the bonnet that opens to show the engine. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Speaking of stupid engine stuff, I ended up actually seeing finally a video because I completely condemned the uh, 86 with the Ferrari engine, yeah? Um, and I ended up seeing a video of it. I still condemn it. What? <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. It looks good. There's everything wrong with that. Matty, continue with the show. You can comfortably fit an LS in it. Why would you? But it's a Ferrari <laughs> engine. It's just expensive to fix. In an 86. Uh, Sorry. We'll save this for another show. Moving on. Yes. Uh, what are we going to pick and why? So let's have a recap. I had the lovely 86 Celica with the 3SGE. Uh, Adrian, you had the Toyota Hilux that with the Hilux uh, that was not working, had multiple leaks, was defected. I believe what you're actually trying to say is uh, potential. But Adrian would, would buy the car, and be like, be like, oh no, I bought a good car, and then two seconds later, no, the guy that sold it to me stuffed me over. He's an asshole. <laughs> uh, actually, what I'd do is I'd buy it and use it for the potential. The potential. Yes. <laughs> you either wreck something in it or you crash into somebody. That's the most potential you'll get out of a car, Adrian. Potential. Um, Riz anyway. had the really awesome AU with the bench seat, 300,000K. It looked really straight. Actually, a pretty tidy car. I was, I was impressed with that. And Alum had the lovely MX-5 Heritage Edition, uh, which was in... Really immaculate condition. So we've had we had three Japanese cars, one Australian car, three so four very different cars. Like one's a proper um, you know real drive little sports car. The Riz is a family car. The Hilux is just an angry angry car. And and my my Celica was was a bit of a like a, a, a front wheel drive kind of sports back little little hatch. That's kind of like a sports car. So a warm hatch. Warm hatch. Mm-hmm. So, what are we going to go with and why? Let's start off with you, my man, Riz. Um, I'm thinking the MX-5. Okay. It's, um, it's quite like, I mean, how clean that car was. And, you know, wood grain, like whether it's a steering wheel or an interior. Um, you know, you know me, I love my wrappers. They're all about wood grain. Cadillacs and yeah. you know wood grain Chevys, so you got to go with something that's got a bit of wood grain on it. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Alan, I was um, there's some real strong contenders there, except for Adrian's suggestion. But <laughs> um, you know everything else. The AU so AU is pretty mint. If 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 Riz hadn't voted for me, I would have voted for the AU. But uh, because I'm interested in winning, uh, I'm going to vote for the MX5. 
I'm, I'm going to win the card. I'm interested in... in uh, I'm going to vote for the MX-5 because, you know, I like the idea of wearing a, um, a purple suit with a cane and pimp walking myself into this MX-5. Well, you won't around. be a pimp. You won't be a pimp in that car. You'll be the hoe in that car. <laughs> hey, don't you be disrespected. Just, just take your defected ship box with a Chev badge on it. All right, get it no registered pimps. first. Pimps drive in luxury cars, not no, little heaps. You don't see the wood grain dash, sir. The wood grain. It's, that it's, is not luxury. Not. Putting wood grain in the car does leather not Leather seats. Leather seats. Wood you need your Rolls Royce. You need your Lincoln. No, no, you need no, no, something no. that's big yachty. When Alum says pimp, when Alum says pimp, P I M P, he means paper in my pocket. Yeah, that's right. That's that right. Means he's getting <laughs> he's getting the dollars in his pocket when he's buying that car because yeah. he's gonna in a year's time he's gonna flog that as a MX Five Heritage Super Rare COVID surviving vehicle owned, owned <laughs> by owned by one granny owner, never been thrashed. Yeah. Oh God, Adrian. <laughs> so, as much as I would like the Hilux, I think that ten grand for that car is way too much. That's like a two thousand dollar car if you're lucky. Yeah. Because it doesn't run, and there's a lot of issues with it. So, the potential, Adrian. The potential. It's it's got potential, but not at that cost. Yeah. So, I've actually got something. Uh, I've got an idea and. It's what I would go with. I'm going to go for the AU. Why are you going to go for the AU? It's an AU. You've so always when you been... look at it, when, when you look at it, okay, as I said, the Hilux costs too much, so yeah, you're not going to go for that. The Salik is a piece of shit. Nah, nah. The Salik is cool, <laughs> just something I want. Fuck you and your little MX5 piece of shit. He's just salty. Thing that should be just crushed. That's all it's good for. He's just salty, but the drive-by so, of that. Oh. The AU is mighty. It's going to run for another million Ks. And then at that point, you may, may have to rebuild. You can fit six people in that, not including what goes in the rear. So it's a party bus. You chuck some good tunes on in that thing, slap some, sea on, uh, some neon lights on it. Bro, you've got a party. You heard it here first. Adrian from Bang Bros. Yeah. She's got that. She's got that. Could you imagine? Could, could you imagine, okay, you've got that car, all right? It's an AU Forte, so you're really getting all the chicks looking at that. Then, you cut <laughs> the springs in the rear, you get the tunes blaring with some kicking subs, and then you're going down Ligon Street, mate. You're going down Ligon Street in your nine hundred fifty dollar AU Falcon. Champagne oh, yeah. Champagne oh, yeah. of course. With all the boys, and then you got everybody in the back. You can have a pole in the back. You can have people that are understanding the party life in there. Uh, <laughs> for, for me, I mean, it's an unwritten rule in carology that if anything's got up uh, pop up up and down headlights, it wins. And for me. I re- I think my Celica is like honestly a fun little car, and, and how clean it is for its age, low <laughs> kilometers. It's been fixed by a you Toyota. Know what, yes, you know, what, Maddie. Uh, I agree with you. I'm gonna go with my Celica, but I I, I the, a close second was definitely the AU for not fifty bucks. You're getting a, you're getting a mad car for the money. Like it'll just work. They are the cockroach of cars. You cannot kill them. 
so it's a party uh, bus okay there's a party like like every time you go to the wreckers it's funny you go to the wreckers and there's like au's and ba's with the bonnets up and the engines are not even taken out because you know the because you know you know the people that are that are getting parts of them are getting ill all the extra stuff besides the motors because the motors just don't die so unless unless it's a ba gas motor then they're all gone yeah Hmm. because they want them for the uh for the boost the turbines but I think, Alum, your car wins today, so well done. No, it's Alan. not. It's a draw. Thank you. You can't they, change your vote. It's a draw. Chose, fight, chose, yeah, you, it's so. a Salika. The Salika's, you know, and, and the piece <laughs> you, just, you just drive by Matt earlier. <laughs> That's fine. If it means that you're not going to win, I love the car. <laughs> no, no. Your turn, coat, Adrian. The Salika's the best car in the count. No, your you don't coat. count. All right. Well... <laughs> I, I think I love you, Alan. I really do. That's all right. Uh, that's all right. I'll come bash you at Autobahn. Yeah. Oh, please. And then it'll be kinky. And then you can join in with all your other Rexy mates that come down. Are you working tomorrow? Jeez. Yes. Unfortunately. Might come come visit me. Be a Tyrone. Right. Come visit me. All Maddie right. doesn't because Maddie will combust if he comes in this door. Yeah, I will burn. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll extinguish you at the super chip next door. So. <laughs> <laughs> Riz, give your show a plug. Oh, sorry, give, show, give your um, give your site a plug. Hello.com.au. Anything you want to know about new car prices, come and check us out. Just remember, all cars at that place have been tested by Adrian, which means that you know they will work or they're broken. And most uh, importantly, don't pay retail prices for cars. Yes, right. Don't pay retail prices. Don't get scammed by the by the dealer. Riz is the man. He knows what he knows what price you should be paying, and if you need help, he's the guy to help you. That's it. Also, just wanted to just wanted to give a shout out to again to you, Riz, and to Carloop, and you know you got big, your big things coming. You know, just making sure that you know you're getting the respect that you get. So just carloop.com.au. You need anything with new new car related? That's where you go. Um, I mean, we did our consumer advice episode last week, but that's nothing in comparison to what um, all the resources that, that Carloop's got on, online. So, so give them a, give them a look. I have to jump off right now. Thank you for okay. having me on. All right, Adrian. And, um, Hello, Adrian. Talk to you soon. Ch- yeah. Check out Sunrise Arcade on uh, Shad Engine, iTunes and all that jazz and Facebook. Awesome. Uh, so if, you, if you have to video, like video games and all the latest on that, hit him, hit him up there. Like and share our Facebook page is Car Talk T-O-R-Q-E with Matty J. If you missed any of our previous episodes, are all up on chatengine.com or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasting app. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to Car Talk. That's T-O-R-Q-U-E. We're on yeah, uh, iTunes, Spotify, you know, where, wherever you want. So if you've missed any of them, there they are on there. Also, we've got our merch store and our Teespring store, which is on our, which you can li- get the link on our Facebook page or via, the, via Teespring. Um, just look at the Car Talk store. And you'll find our T-shirts supporting us uh, help support the show, which is which helps you get all this free content every every week. So, thank you again, guys, and I will talk to you guys soon. Take it easy. See you later. See you later.